everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Hummel's Talk Show on Verse TV. And you already know who it be. It's your girl, Yuri G. Well, you know who it be. It be your boy, Rocky. <laughs> um, what's up? This is your boy, Jason Doyle. So everyone, y'all know that I'm um, heating y'all up from the Atlanta area, but I'm originally from North Carolina. Um, so where are you from, Rocky? It's in my title, baby. Chicago. Chicago hot dogs, Chicago pizza, Polish, all that good shit. We got Chicago. <laughs> all right. You represent. You better represent. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's your boy Trilby's Music again, and I am from Harlem, New York, but I'm currently in Atlanta, GA, uh, my second home. So what's good, y'all? All right, Jay, and where you from? Your boy is from Miami, Florida, um, but I like to think I'm from Mars, you know? I think I'm more fitted there. <laughs> Can I go to Mars one day? Can I go to Mars? <laughs> but I love my what Miami I saw you better, 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 better not play around, because Miami don't play out there. Right, so we didn't got the introductions out of the way. So um, let's go ahead and get into our first piece of topic. So this is called Reunited, and it feels so good. Uh, it's from NBCNews.com. And the article says, Cat that is 15 years ago is reunited with this owner. Truly man being reunited with this cat who straight away is a kitten and through microchip technology was located 15 years later. The story also made Aaron Mack think about some human negative feelings on microchipping themselves as, you know, mark of the beast. Needless, we do this to our pets. <clears throat> if you lost a cherished pet to the streets of the stray, yet through microchipping technology, 15 years later, the pet was found and you were notified, under what condition would you answer the call to pick up your pet? How do you feel about microchipping of your pets in general? It seems to be a very helpful technology. The article explained that the cat purred with excitement to be reunited with and being held again by its owner. So, how do I feel about this? Um, first of all, if they call me and tell me my pet was found after 15 years, I'm just going to stop, jump on my knees and praise God because that's a miracle because, you know, animals don't live that long. Um, and so the cat was still, you know, don't do that, Aaron. The cat still was, you know, kicking. I mean, it had a lot of lives in 15 years because, you know, you know, can't, animals age real fast. So, uh, it'd be sucked if the cat died tomorrow. That'd be sad. But hey, 15 years. Mm -mm. All right. Um, but how do I feel about microchipping? I'm cool with it. Uh, when it comes to my pets, I feel so bad that Aaron put it this way. We don't want to do it to ourselves. We do it to our pets. But hey, they can't speak and get on the phone and call me and say, "Here's where I'm at." So <laughs> I'm gonna put a chip into. You. I'm gonna put a chip there to help you find. I just mean if they could talk and let me know what's going on, then that's different. They can't talk, so I need to be able to find them. You spend all this money and time and investment into your pets. They're like people's kids. Some people don't have regular kids. They only have pet kids. So, you know, you don't want to fool around with that. So I'm cool with the microchip. I've actually done it to a couple of my cats. They actually make you do it when you, when you get an animal from rescue. And I've got a couple of dogs from rescue and a couple of cats from rescue. So they make you microchip them before you take them out. So unfortunately, it's not even a choice. Um, stop. Um, so there was a question that came up. People with dementia, should they be microchipped? Um, I mean, I'm not against that in the sense if you don't know who yourself is and you don't know what's going on, and you might be go missing or something like that. Um, then, ooh, I mean, I'm not against it. I'm still, I don't know when it comes to people, but I'm not against it. But I'm going to go to Rocky on this one. If they called you Rocky 15 years later and your baby showed up, what would you do? And then, you know, what do you think about Michael and Talk to me. Um, so um, I do, I have a cat. Her name is Diamond. 
and I got her from the animal rescue. And I had a dog at one point that was from the uh, animal rescue, and it was microchip. Hell yeah, if I'm putting uh, 67 more, 60, 70, 80 dollars on the yeah, I want my animal microchips. I have no problem with my animal being microchipped. Uh, if my animal showed up 15 years, my impulsive ass probably would have bought a, another pet already by that time. So I probably wouldn't give a fuck because I'm impulsive. Okay, <laughs> when I got when I took my dog back to the animal shelter, what did I do? I went, went out and got diamond, and then I during the pandemic, I got me another cat. And one time, because I was just like, you know, Diamond, you know, she was a little quieter and whatnot. But anyway, that's besides the question. Um, but no, I have no problem with my pets being microchips. But, um, you know, if it took about 15 years, by that time, I would have been, had me another pet. Because <laughs> Gotcha. Do you, do you agree no with pets. microchipping? Do you agree with it? I, 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 for animals. Okay. If you want to, if you want to find out where your family member is that has dementia, Give them some type of watch or something. Put Apple something on them okay. that they can that carry. Sense. No, no, because you know that's too cool. You know what I mean, don't even say that because I'm thinking about getting vaccinated. And I'm I'm hoping they ain't no chip from that motherfucker. <laughs> I don't want nobody to figure out where the fuck I'm at through my iPhone and my credit card and all that stuff. Fuck that shit. I ain't no rep. Re this ain't no Jetsons. Okay, it's getting a little too robotic in this shit. These streets and not cat. Got it. Got you, Rocky. Awesome. Yes, we all think that the vaccine got some chips in it, but hopefully it doesn't because I'm going to have to get it too. Do too much work around I'm, people. I'm, I'm, I'm so praying scared because I'm getting of the goddamn vaccine. I'm so scared. Always hearing COVID, 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 COVID. I'm over it. So I want to get the vaccine too. If, if um, you hear me say, take me to your leader, then you know there's something wrong. Something right? Got you. Okay, cool. So I'm going to move it over to Miss Yuri G. They called you after 15 years and one of your babies was found. What would you do? You believe in microchipping? Talk to me. Um, it is no shade. I'll probably be very concerned because it's like, why are y'all contacting me now? Y'all couldn't find it any sooner. Um, it's like it, th there must be something going on. Why you want to get close to me? Um, have y'all put something inside this cat to, you know, to observe me? Like, it's it's going to raise flags for me. Um. And I think we're comfortable microchipping animals because we've been conditioned that animals don't have souls. So it's like, um, they're just going back to the dirt. So it, it's okay. If we truly looked at animals as people, um, especially a lot of us who like, oh, I don't want to microchip, we wouldn't be so anxious to microchip our animals if we really looked at them as people, like people like to say, that's, that's my son there. Would you microchip your actual blood, son? You know, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, me, I, I don't mind microchipping, um, you know, if it's necessary. I wouldn't say, um, for a person, I would definitely say, like, um, like maybe a watch or something, um, microchipping a watch, microchipping, um, a doggy collar, um, but you know, because I, I, I feel like having a chip anywhere. Like I low key don't even want to use my car because it has a chip. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm mm -hmm. I'm okay with it as long as it's something I can dispose of. I'm not gonna dispose of my dog. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so wait, wait, you said dog doggy collar. What does that mean for, for for humans too or just just animals? No. Oh you going too uh, far now. You're I'm, 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 I'm not I'm not microchipping any nothing of my either you you learn how to get back home or we done. 
Pizza's gone. Y'all ain't got no signs, no posters. That's what you tell them before you leave this look, house. I'm wearing a no dog collar no right now. Look, Michael Chef me. They got where Ooh. I'm at. You better put that collar away and cut it out. Jay Dador, <laughs> talk to me. Do you believe? Do you believe in Michael Chipping? If they if they called you and your baby 15 years later showed up, what you gonna do? Um, how I feel about microchipping? Um, I would say so. I, my dog, I had uh, like a year. I had him for a couple of years. His name was Devin, a gorgeous dog. Unfortunately, we had to put him down for another reason. But um, he and uh, like if he was to get missing, and I think I saw him 15 years later, and he was still alive. I think I, I will move on with another dog by that time. I think or another animal by that time. But if they were to find him 15 years later, and I am a little bit of a skeptic like Yuri is, so I'd be like, uh, bitch, is you watching me? Like, you could tell me you couldn't find him like six or a year later? Like, if I microchipped him, why it took y'all so long? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it is a little like suspicious, I guess, but it's so many feelings that I guess whatever feeling you attach to, I would just say, just stay focused on that feeling. Like, if you, if you're just happy to see that dog again, just stay focused on being happy feeling that. Don't try to waver. Don't try to be like, you know, I guess waver in any kind of way. Just be grateful for, I guess, the moment of being reconnected. You know what I mean? Got it. Makes sense. Well, all right now. We in the room tonight. Well, general consistency, we believe in this microchipping child, but don't put it in me or my grandma. That's all. I guess. Oh, it's probably it like my- dementia. So that is that, that's interesting. I do understand like um the aspect of putting it in like a watch but like if people when people think of dementia people think of just them wandering off but if you that movie I don't know if you guys saw that movie on Netflix that I don't care with the white lady I think it's called I don't care something like that I'm gonna have to look no? it up I ain't seen okay. it yet I'm about to look that but up it, it's really it's, it's, it's really good she plays like I, you know she plays like a guardian in the movie or whatnot and um of older people who oh, have dementia so mm-hmm. If you, if you, um, let's say somebody kidnaps your grandma, right? And she has dementia. And let's say 15 years later, like we get to a place where people are putting it in watches and you get your grandma or whoever that specific kind of watch. If I kidnap your grandma, the first thing I'm going to do is take off that watch so they don't find her. So the best thing to do was to, in, the best thing to do is insert it in the skin because you can't take it out of me because you wouldn't know what part of the body is in me. Yeah, I mean, so you agree with that? Know, that yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can understand what you're saying. Yeah, they definitely would take the watch. Well, All right, I, cool. I think, I think there should be several options. Like, um, like you can implant in a watch. You can implant in a shoe. You can implant sure. in, Period. you know, That's different things. Like, Jewelries, any anything, or whatever. So people don't know that it's only a watch. Like, <laughs> like, like. Okay, so I'm scared. Of, uh, I'm scared of needles, so I don't want to um put it in no um in no earring. So um go ahead and put it in a watch. Other person might want to have it implanted in maybe a bra or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I think I agree with the options. Um, but let's you know keep things moving. Um, to keep this flow going and um, uh, keep things moving to Rocky. Rocky, take it away for our next topic of our homeless people. All righty, people. Let's go down, way down yonder. Ooh. I don't think that's the right accent, though. I tried. I tried, okay? I want to be some other culture um, uh, sometimes. Um, so, one in six, WashingtonPost.com, one in six Gen Z are LGBTQIA, and this is 
a number that continues to grow, okay? Um, so one in six, wow. When Aaron Mack was younger, he heard that the average of the LGBTQIA population was about one in 10%, and that estimate was including those who were in the closet. If this estimate has Gen Z adults 18 to 23 at one in six LGBTQIA and possibly grown, do we feel the actual LGBTQIA population, look, the letters, y'all, damn it, the letters, population was always been much, has always been much higher than 10%, or do we think it's just more acceptable so it's trendier now? Okay, the Kinsey, the Kinsey scale from 1948 says that everyone is somewhere in the middle to varying degrees, like a ten continuum of sorts. Are we working towards a universal acceptance of that sexuality continuum? Mm -hmm. Do you see yourself somewhere in the middle? When Aaron Mack thinks about it, he acknowledges himself as maybe 97% homosexual. And three percent heterosexual. <laughs> so, um, I would. So, I guess I'll start off with saying for myself, um, when I came into the, you know, figuring out who I am, I'm not even gonna say the game, but when I came into who I was, you know, it, it took a minute, um, but I felt like it was natural. I believe that that. I do believe that um, there's some people that just felt because that when I came into the to the whole thing, it was just typically LGBTQ. There was no no offense, pansexual. There was no other sexualities. I'm and I went to school for social work. It wasn't even in the fucking books, y'all. Okay, so it's all it's still new to me. But, you know, I'm a, a book I like to learn. But um, with this younger generation, sometimes, even with, like, I would say with my female friends, there's some of them that say, okay, I'm lesbian, but then they turn back around, and then later on, they get pregnant, and they become totally, like, heterosexual. I mean, sometimes I feel like it's a trend to be a part of our community, but there's some of us that really live this life and have fought for our rights for the longest to be accepted. You know, from people getting kicked out, the you know, if you're coming from a, a religious family or a typical traditional black family and they're kicking you out in the streets and then you find a, a, a family, you know, a gay family, I don't know, or whatever, you find some people to accept you so you can be comfortable with yourself. Um, I mean, I mean, it's just, it, you know, a lot of people have lived this life, but there's some people that I fit, I do believe that it's just like, oh, well, it's a trend. Let me be gay. Let me be da-da-da-da, you know, because I don't have to live in a box because I feel like this generation, nobody wants to live in a box. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like people have made it where it's just like, I don't have to live this label. It was, I, I met some people where it's like, oh, I don't do labels. I'm just me, you know? So now it's, it went from I don't do labels to I'm LGBTQIA, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, P. Because you know what I mean? They, you know what I mean? We could be who the fuck we want to do and, and who we want to be and, and make our life 
where we wanted to be. Um, so yeah, I, I believe I answered that question. Troy, you look like you got a lot of shit to say. I'm just listening. But I, got, I always got some shit to say. Because you were smirking. Um, That's why I was like, like oh, say it. Because you was, you know, you was giving us YMCA. You was giving us taking us there. So I was listening. Yeah, I showed, I, I, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah. He was taking us out. there. So I was just, I was just going where you was going. Um, yeah. Are we working towards a universal acceptance of sexuality continuum? I feel like, I feel like now it's not, it's, that's not more of a universal, um, a universal uh, acceptance. It's more understanding of who we are as people. I feel like being someone who is pansexual, I didn't know. I need understanding now what the reality of who I am made it easier for me knowing where I fit. Because before, I was like no labels. Until I understood what's where where I actually fit in the spectrum. And I felt like back and before, you know, it was very taboo to be, you know, LGBTQ. You wasn't you wasn't proud about it and talking about it. But now, you know, things are a little bit you know easier because people are coming out at you know seven years old. It seems like who knows. He's the, Younger and younger, but you know, it's more of an acceptance now universally in general. I just feel like it's just because people are finding their place and finding who they are as a person. And this is what describes me. I just feel like some people jump on the train just because they can't, they don't know where they fit in for themselves in general. So they're trying to find somewhere to fit in. They're like, oh, well, you know, I've been doing this for a while. It's not working. So let me go try this. Those, there are some people that do that, but ultimately that's not everybody. Um, but I feel like it's more of understanding of who we are as an individual and what you what you identify as and being able to to go with that. Just now they're more free. They they're more accepting now um, in this day and age and time we live in. So that's why I feel like more people are open. I just feel like back in the day, people would have been more open if the if the opportunity would have been presented. So that's my answer. Uh, Jay, Jay, Zador. I think it's more like one of those things and follow me here because sometimes I can like going a little tangent, but just follow me. I do it all the time. So, uh, <laughs> I think we're moving to a time where there is, we're not even going to, everything is so futuristic, right? And everything mm -hmm. is just so forward right now. Mm -hmm. And I think even when it comes to sex, I think everything is so forward right now. And um, the thing is, is that we're actually, I think naturally we're moving faster than we actually really think we are. Um, and I think we're moving to a place of submissive and dominance. And it's not even gonna be like, hey, I'm gay. It's gonna be like, either you getting fucked or you getting fucked. You get them, because when you have sex, it's only gonna be, it's only going on one way. You get <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Either you getting fucked or you getting fucked. And that's just that. So I think the spectrum, when you talk about LGBTQIA, it's, people don't realize it's a spectrum. And I think we're moving to a place of like understanding that itself because, you know, I, I knew, and the, the, the beauty, the ups and downs of it all is that women get to explore their sexuality more than men do. And Ooh, I think that is very sad. Because I think there are a lot of men who want to explore their sexuality and they do explore their sexuality, but there's a cost to that sexuality. And I think that comes with patriarchy and that's a whole other conversation in itself. Um, but, you know, I just want, I'm just glad that it is where it's at and I'm glad that the numbers are rising because I remember being in high school and feeling like 
there was a point in time where I felt like I was the only fucking gay person on the planet. And when I got older and I started talk, meeting other gay people, I started realizing like, oh, like we all felt like we were the only ones because mm, how far can I listen? How far can I take things? Okay. Talk as much as you want. Your story. So, um, I religion is full of shit, bro. Period. Religion is full of shit. That's why we're at where we're at. And that's why people, that's why the number is rising because people are starting to realize, like, the only reason why that number wasn't what it was 50 years ago is because people was bonded by religion 50 years ago more tightly than they are now. You hear what I'm saying? So because we don't live in that reality anymore, bitch, you can't tell me, you can't tell me the same God that made me and the same God that knew me before I was even fucking created didn't know I was going like this. This is what they do. You Make know what you I'm feel saying? Bad and beat you down, and you start believing that shit. You start believing that shit like you wrong. And then like you, you live it exactly. Now you live a whole life. That's why I, I respect women like Yuri, and I respect my trans women because honestly, we have like I, w- I watched this thing called the. I don't want to take like I don't want to go too far, and mm-hmm. I don't want to take up too much time when I say go too far. Um, but. I was I watched um I be on YouTube. YouTube is like I love me some YouTube. So I love this thing called the Grapevine. I, I hate that it's like a little show. And I love that it's a anyways. Um, but there's a woman on there named Uchechi who is an amazing woman. And uh, there was an episode that they did um last July when it was LGBT month or whatnot, and they were talking to LGBT people and, and, and another trans woman was like Honestly, trans women are the closest thing to God if you really, really think about it. And I don't think people really, really think about it. But like I said, that's a whole that's a whole other conversation in itself. And um, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that that the number is rising and people are becoming more under being more accepting of their self because, like I said, I remember being in school feeling like the only one. And when you feel like the only one, that's not a great feeling. Trust. So that's my, my last word on that. Exactly. Definitely not a place to be, right? That's what's up. Well, you know who she be? Yuri G. Take it away. <laughs> How you feel about the situation? Um, I think the numbers um have always pretty much been the same. I think um just the 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 way that the numbers are being distributed are a little bit different. Right. Um so a lot of men were in the closet, you know, in those old days. Um, and now a lot of those people are more comfortable. But what's changed the variable is with all of these new titles, um, you're not going to be able to count all the trans women because there are trans women who do not see themselves in the LGB, you know, community. Um, being trans for some trans women is being heterosexual. For mm-hmm. some trans women, it's you know, they consider themselves still gay. Um, so I think the numbers were the same. It just wasn't um, documented. I just think the numbers have changed. Um, well, the way that the numbers are for every letter of the alphabet has been redistributed because of all the new titles. Um, so yeah, um, but I think everything's always been fairly the same. It's just people are more open now and 
there's new titles. So it's like, oh, well, I'm trans, but I'm hetero. And then I'm trans and I'm gay. And I'm just, you know, open-minded and, you know, and then also these non-binary people or whatever, they're included in this. So um, I think it's always been pretty much the same. It's just those non-binary people um, were considered gay. Like if you get in women's clothes, then, you know, you're a gay. You know, so I think the numbers are just distributed differently now and people more open um, about it. Yeah. See, that's, I don't know, that, okay, that, that may take up too much time, but so Yuri has said something. Um, so at a time, I know y'all did a show when I wasn't, I, I wasn't able to show up on that show, but I dated somebody who was trans and I dated somebody who called itself by non-binary. I didn't know what the hell non-binary was. I had to go on Google, figure out what it was. But when it was explained to me, because I knew this person when, you know, they was a different person and then they transitioned. And my issue was, when they said, oh, well, you know, you're, you know, you're considered straight because you like me. And I liked their personality at the time, but I didn't understand why would they call me straight when I was just like, okay, you know, I, I identify as gay, but because mm -hmm. you're trans, mm -hmm. call me, you know what I mean? Forgive me for my ignorance, but I'll be real, no filter. My thing was, you know what I mean? You, I knew you as a boy, we, we dated years ago. Then you came back into my life during this pandemic area. And I still like you as a friend and we got closer, but my thing was like, how do you say I'm straight? Cause I, 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 I'm interested in you in the same, in, in, in that area. Like, I, I didn't understand that. Yep. I, I think, um, you know, if you were only dealing with trans women, um, you could say that trans women and, you know, um, you know, cis women, I think you could say that, but because you also deal with men, you're considered bisexual. So maybe she was thinking, you know, just in you and her on a one-on-one -on -one basis that you're hetero um, because she sees herself as a woman and not a, you know, a, what a lot of guys would say a tranny, which comes off as gay, you know, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's a woman of trans experience. She went through a transformation, but she's ultimately a woman. So you're heterosexual for dealing with her, which would make you bisexual. Well, I'm, I'm glad that we got some clar clarity on that because um, I know that that was something that Ricky, um, Rocky was talking about for a while. And so I'm glad that we were able to have this conversation. Um, but let's let's keep it moving to our main topic so that, you know, before we get off the live, people can just know a little bit about what we're talking about before we switch over to the main. <laughs> okay, so... It is the almost family-friendly 2021. On an Uber ride in Aaron Matt's new home in Northeast Ohio, the Jens driver spoke of his family life and love with his wife and kids. The driver then told Aaron that he also needs to find a good wife and have some kids. Aaron explained that he is homosexual and without missing a beat, the driver told him that he needs to find a good husband and have some kids. Aaron had been concerned that Ohio's family-friendly disposition would also equal anti-LGBT. However, in Northeast Ohio chat groups with our friends Jerry and Lab of Everything Then Some podcast and Darrell of The Library Live, 
Darrell told Aaron Mack, shift your perspective to in turn, shift your reality. How do you receive a place that calls itself family friendly? Why? And can family friendly equal LGBT friendly? How and when? Verse TV, the homosexual. It's live in effect, y'all. It's your boy Troy Reeks Music. It's your boy Rocky, bringing you the Chicago heat. You already know who it be. It's your girl, Yuri G. What's up? This is your boy, Jay Zador. On Verse TV. On Verse TV. Verse TV. Week 96.